this is the Pleasurable Money Podcast. Hi, I'm Megan, and I'm the divine alien driving this here spaceship. I'm a pleasurable money coach with over a decade of experience in finance. During that time, I have learned that a mix of systems and spirituality makes a perfect blend. I have helped hundreds of spiritual business owners heal their relationship with money, and I'm here to teach you how to become money's ride or die. Stop treating money like a booty call using the help of tools like breathwork and pleasure, which will be featured on this podcast. And learn from me and other experts about how to own your wealth. Together, we will break down what it looks like to be in relationship with money and to be in full embodiment with your pleasure. Welcome back to the Pleasurable Money Podcast. I am your host, Megan, and I'm so happy to have you here. Today, I'm bringing you a recording of a session that I did with my former client, Bijou. This session was recorded in 2020, and I love this session so much because you can see her really open up. You can see her start to break down her own embarrassment around the way she thinks about money and the way her household treated money growing up. And I ask her some questions so we can get to the bottom of what her values are, what she loves to spend money on. And it's just a beautiful experience between the two of us. I have Bijou's permission to share this. And if you are identifying with anything that she's saying as far as her answers to my questions go, and you're embarrassed yourself about what's coming up and what you what you have gone through in your business or with your own relationship with money, I encourage you to ask the questions to yourself, do some journaling, and if you still need some help, reach out to me and we can book a 90-minute jam session uh, where we dive super deep into money magic rituals, pleasure and money, transforming your relationship with money, introducing eroticism and sexuality and orgasms into your relationship with money. All of these things really have helped me to transform my relationship with money into something that I love regardless of what my bank account reflects. Um, So if that's something that you're desiring, definitely reach out to me. And if you love this episode, if you love the way that I am (laughs) uh, reflecting back to Bijou what she is feeling, then definitely leave me a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave me a little blurb that telling me that you love these types of episodes. I have two other leaked coaching coaching sessions on the podcast. So if you just scroll back, you'll find a couple more if you love to hear the back end, the secret side of how I coach. Like I said, this was recorded in 2020, so it was a while ago. My coaching style has changed quite a bit, but I think it's fun and um, interesting to watch myself coach and the way that I've developed over the years. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for being here and I will see you on the other side. Bye. Well, I am so excited that you're here and that you were able to hop on. Um, we're just going to have about 30 minutes to chat and like the, the, it's going to be really flowy, free form. There's no like 
schedule or anything like that that we need to go through. So whatever comes up, I'm happy to support you around. And I have your form here that you filled out. So you said you, you're wanting to know how to structure and organize your business and finances. So tell me a little bit more about your current situation. Yeah, so I'm just, I'm starting my business right now. Um, I am a, so I'm a health coach and well, I'm more of a, I guess I work, I'm a health coach and a somatic, I'm taking my somatic experience and practitioner training, but I'm more coaching people around intuitive eating and binge eating and all the things that I went through myself, but from a more um, embodied and intuitive approach from like my trauma training and everything and I'm starting that now um which is interesting but I'm I'm very bad at the whole business stuff like I'm learning (laughs) right now and um so yeah financially I don't know how this year just like money randomly has come to me and like I'm fine but I haven't worked in a in like over a year because I've been in Brazil and I just I don't know. I think I just don't know how to, I've never really known how to structure my money or I've never really, I've kind of just like had it and not had it. Like I would like to feel more in relationship with it, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, So it sounds like Mm -hmm. you really are kind of wanting to have something a little bit more um, reliable money coming in and like not random kind of like oh this is great but like can I get this like all all the time (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) okay great so um tell me a little bit about kind of what you already know about business so that I know kind of like what have you learned about finances do you have any specific questions about how to structure your money I guess not necessarily. So I was thinking today, I wrote that it was actually my birthday the day I booked this call. And I was kind of like, I didn't have enough time to really like think about exactly what I was um, wanting to do when I wrote it. Mm -hmm. So I I guess I thought more today and where I'm at now, I think there's a lot of like money um, belief stuff that I'd like to talk about as well. And um because I think since I've lived in Brazil, I've picked up a lot of, it's just my family has a very, I don't know, I think there's a lot of, since there is so much poverty in Brazil, um, I think there is this mentality, or at least in my family, of like almost a guilt around having money kind of thing, and I think I've just picked so much of that up being around all these people, and um, I don't know, I think I just wanted to talk to you I don't really know where I'm going with this because I'm kind of lost in all of it but I love that so tell me a little bit about okay tell me about what um what was the mindset around money in your household growing up yeah so I think it was kind of like we definitely I didn't have like here in Brazil I'm living not with my family and like I am with my family but not my the family I grew up with and so it's different. We have a lot, I have a lot more money here in Brazil. Like my family has a lot more money here in Brazil than they did in Canada. And it was all like, it was always very much a struggle. Like for my mom, for most of my childhood was living like very much paycheck to paycheck. Um, and was a single mom. 
and I think money mm, was just like I, I I don't know I just felt like I I remember for example I would get money for Christmas and my mom would just like take it from me and like when I was a child not on purpose like she would secretly take it from me but and I I don't know I think I just grew up I think I have a fear okay sorry now I'm now I'm understanding the whole picture but um I I would always be like promised money or promised whatever and like never get it so I think I don't trust I I feel like I have to like I remember when I was I almost moved back to Canada this year and I was freaking out because I had no money and I was like I I feel like I have to have like money and I have to know that I am safe within myself because I don't I just don't trust anyone else. Like I have, I don't know. I think I have a bit of a fear around not having money and yeah. Um, okay. So it sounds like you have kind of this disconnect of like, you know, that you deserve money, but it's, it's hard for you to like connect to actually receiving the money and, and feeling like, okay, I can have this and nothing bad's going to happen. Yes. Does that feel Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think also this, I, this is something I've been thinking about recently. And I, I guess it's almost, like, I read something about, like, attachment styles in money. Yeah. And how it's, I, I very anxious avoidant, like, not as much anymore, but I think my tendency is avoidant in general and attachment. And I see that with money as well. It's like, I'm scared of having, um, receiving, I'm scared of allowing it in kind of thing. And I'm scared of having a lot of money. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I don't trust myself with it either. Has something happened in your past to, someone you knew that had lots of money maybe they lost their house or maybe they um lost their job and they were worse off yeah I don't even think in my actual past but I feel like maybe like in a past life because anytime anytime I hear a story like that it like stays in me if that makes sense like it's very like that's gonna happen to me yeah Yeah. okay and what about um have you ever had anyone that you love like use you for money like you kind of mentioned that your mom didn't really allow you to have the money that you got from birthdays and christmas but have you ever had anybody take advantage of you for your money No, no, except for my parents, like, just, I never felt, yeah, like, except never, no, just my, both my parents would constantly take my money as a child. <laughs> so did yeah. you have to start working really young? Did you have yeah, to a job? I didn't have to, I didn't have to, but I did. Um, I worked a lot. I've always, that's the thing, I've always had money because I never let myself not have it because I, I feel like. I don't know, I guess I've just, I've worked since I was like, started babysitting when I was 12 and then like actually got a job when I was like 13 or 14 and have always just worked a lot. And in Brazil, I haven't, but somehow I've just randomly come across money um, in random ways. But yeah, 
I did at 14, 13, 14. Okay, so I can kind of see where like your, I can see where like maybe your fear of having lots of money and being good with money is kind of keeping you held back a little bit. So mm -hmm. let's, I want to ask you kind of about how do you, how do you spend your money now? Like, how do you see and spend your money now? Yeah. So right now I don't have, I, I don't try to spend, I guess I, I see my money as like something that is like, I see it as energy and energy that should be like, I, I don't just spend it on anything, but I also think that if I like want something or feel like I'm not impulsive with it. I, I'd say I'm actually pretty good with my money. Like I'm not impulsive, but I also like do buy things. Like I, and like, I'm very, there are a few things that I actually feel like I need um, in my life, but I, yeah, like right now I spend my money, like my, luckily my family is really supportive here and has been like helping me with food and everything. And I mostly just spend my money on food and like transportation and colonics, which are just the <laughs> thing that I, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Okay. Um, but it sounds like you kind of your values revolve around like health and wellness and that's what yes. you tend to spend most of your money on. Yes. I just, yeah, I spend my money on feeling good. Um, that's my most important thing is like, if I'm healthy and feel good, then everything else is fine in, in my life. Okay. So when you think of like wanting money, what do you like truly and authentically want to buy with money or what do you want to get with money? Not necessarily even buy. Yeah. So I think I want to know that I'll have access to like it, like really health and wellness stuff. Like I have a lot of digestive issues and I'd like to be able to like buy the things I need and like go to the practitioners. Like right now, luckily I'm able to, but just like, I want to have that life. Like I want to be able to take care of myself in that sense. Um, and then also, of course, I want money so that I can't, well, so I don't have to live with my family. Not that I don't, I just like, they health and wellness wise, they do not contribute. They are very screamy and loud and I, it's hard to get good <laughs> sleep here. So it's just like, I would like to be able to move out and I'd like to be able to start my own life and with money to buy, like invest in courses and invest in coaches for my business. Um, and just invest in myself and yeah, my future kind of vibe. Yeah, that's amazing. So it sounds like you're really wanting to like branch out on your own and have money for yourself. And I really like admire you for, even like asking these questions because a lot of people are like, mm -hmm. like la, 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 and like try to do it all on my own and like see how it works out you know yeah <laughs> yeah so tell me a little bit more about your business and like where are you in like launching and tell me about like the feel of how your business is going to start out oh so feel vibes are I'm a little confused still, but that's okay. Um, I, I've definitely like kind of launched and 
I, I worked with a coach for myself on healing stuff around food last year. And recently I reached out to her and kind of got her to help me um, structure, like to give me some advice on how she structures section sessions. So I feel confident and I've worked with a few beta clients, but um, I, I feel like I want to start working with actual paid clients, not necessarily for the money, but just because I feel like there's another level of commitment involved in that. I feel like that's kind of what I, I need. Like I want to work with someone who's taking it seriously and who, so I can actually help them kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Cause I feel like with my beta clients, it was just kind of vague in general. And I didn't feel like I was really able to help in the way that I wanted to. Um, so I feel, I feel confident in how, in what I'm doing. Like, of course I know that I need practice. And um, I think also in terms of charging. Um, so yeah, I guess, so I, I've kind of started, I've launched, but then it's almost like this, as this year is like wrapping up, there's all of this just like, can, there's still, Sorry, I'm like going on so many tangents at once. You're just allowing me to like put together all my thoughts that have been like <laughs> in here. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I think I'm just partially confused on, because I've changed so much this year and in the last few weeks even. And I guess I'm a little confused. I'm almost divided into like, I guess niche wise, um, I'm divided in between what, in between two kind of things and not two things, but I'm not sure how to combine them. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think I, my advice around niching is that mm -hmm. like having like the med modalities that you're using doesn't necessarily need to be like your niche. So you're like talking about okay. somatic, you're, you're learning how to do the somatic healing and everything like that. So you don't necessarily have to, like that doesn't have to be your niche. It just has to be, it's one of the tools that you use to facilitate mm -hmm. healing. So if you are yes. a healing, like a health and wellness coach, if you're a manifestation coach, if you're abundance coach, you're, these things are like the end result so your niche can be the end result that you want to facilitate, but everything that you yeah. learn along the way is just tools that you're bringing into the session. So totally, you can put in your bio, like I use somatic healing, I use Reiki, I use, mm -hmm. you know, any type of modality that you're learning about, anything new that you want to utilize in session, but that's not necessarily what your niche is. Does that make sense? No, totally. Yeah, I think more so specifically, it's like, so for example, I, I'm very much into detoxification and um, cleansing, and that has helped me so much on healing my journey with food and just health in general. But then at the same time, I'm really interested in like, teaching people how to eat intuitively, like for me, eating intuitively has been doing this and getting into cleansing work and detoxification and I guess I'm just torn if I want to incorporate that into my teachings and it's almost like I the end result is like 
the end result is me for my clients, but it's like, I don't know if I want to help in that way. If that makes, does that make any sense? Um, kind of. Make sure that I'm clear. Are you no. saying that you're not sure if you want to bring in the cleansing part of like the intuitive eating? Like if you want to bring in that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, what is kind of making you hesitate about bringing in that what you've learned about cleansing and everything so I think there's two things there's the one thing is that it's I think it's I guess okay well so one thing is because since I am talking about intuitive eating and breaking free from binge eating or whatever generally in those circles there's a very big like anti-diet culture which is awesome but at the same time for me that hasn't worked not that I am pro-diet but I think that for me having structure and understanding like how the body functions has like really been helpful for me and I don't think that's for everyone but I think that potentially for my clients that those will be the people who will be drawn to me people who have gut issues people who struggle with their skin and want to like how I kind of see my ideal client is someone who is struggling with digestive issues or health issues and is on some sort of like um, healing diet kind of, but go, like it makes them crazy kind of thing, you know, like yeah. um, I want to help people feel good, but also feel sane and like not have an eating disorder around it. Cause that, that was my experience is like wanting to feel good so desperately, but just like, it's so much and there's so much information and I don't know I just struggled with eating disorder for years but now I've been able to feel good and feel sane and that's kind of what I want but I just I don't know if that's too much for my population like if that's something that only I have created for myself and that's for me but maybe not for my client yeah I I disagree I mean I think that that yeah that's beautiful um because i i assume and i've never been an intuitive eating coach but i assume that mm -hmm. a lot of it has to do with mindset so mm -hmm. the majority of what you're going to be talking about is like because it's the same with money like people have this all or nothing mentality of like either i stuck to my budget completely 100 percent, or just fuck it like the whole yeah. is like done so I'll just like do whatever I want and so I it's, so having a negative connotation toward diet or toward structure mm -hmm. is a limiting belief that might that once they free themselves of that limiting belief can be mm -hmm. so beneficial to them to bring structure into their diet because people who are scared of structure and are kind of pulled more to like the intuitive eating i just eat whatever i want like give me whatever makes me feel good that's amazing mm -hmm. but if you have a block at all toward anything that's still a block that's still a limiting belief mm -hmm. so being in true abundance with anything with money with food with family is being in pure flow back and forth between structure and and non-structure yeah no i i so agree and I, I think in in like the somatic and trauma world like the the rejection of structure like is very much just like a 
I reject it's like a trauma in a way a trauma response but um it's it's so interesting I just I think I'm a little afraid of of taking that stance I think that's kind of it um just because I would I'd say it's so popular to to not to be anti-diet yeah. which is which is awesome but it's just like and I think it, it's an important movement um so but I do think that structure is important yeah sorry. what I will <laughs> say about being afraid to take a stance so one of the best about business is that this, when you become polarizing so when you say this is this is good and this is bad or like when you take a hard and fast stance on something is when you start to get hard and fast followers and fans and people who follow your work like crazy because they're so about your beliefs and the way that so the more that you take stances on things in in the health and wellness world the more the people that agree with you are gonna you know they're gonna fucking agree with you you know they're gonna stand up for you and yes you may piss people off on the other hand but those people can unfollow you can you can you can completely um encapsulate your bubble with people who are on the same page as you and your clients will be that much more excited to work with you because you guys have the same values or they want to have the value that you have like they so desperately want to believe what you believe i mean that's how i hire coaches is like if i see somebody who has a belief that i want to emulate but it's hard for me to get to that point i'll hire that person just so i can get that belief interesting okay i like that and i i see myself doing that too but not really realizing it so i love that um okay i have another question on like content and stuff and so i guess getting clear on my target market target audience um and creating i'm 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 kind of understanding it a bit more now but i just want to talk to you about it just like how how specific do i have to get my content how do you have any advice around that um i think organizing content and stuff too and getting more intentional about it yeah so yeah so when you were talking about earlier about your ideal client and how they're just like going crazy because they hate the diet or they're like whatever they're doing is just making them like like just lose their mind and like you know what's going through their mind I mean, if you say like if you like put in your post like why can't i just whatever why can't i just eat food and be okay and not feel like i have to purge or why can't i just eat like a handful of chips and not binge on the whole fucking bag you know like when you start speaking to those problem those pain points for people because that is some like deep trauma yeah like deep struggles for people once you start talking to those people will be posting like oh my gosh how did you get in my head how did you know that's exactly what i needed to hear right now so the more you speak to that specific to, to yourself your younger self the more you speak to her, the more you're going to connect with that ideal client that you want to serve. Okay. So, so do you, would you, it's on, I've heard like your ideal client is a past version of yourself. So I think 
And I guess, do you have any advice on, I guess, learning their language or learning to, because I think I've, I talked to someone once and I, and she kept on saying that I had to learn how to speak to my target audience. And like, I realized how much I've forgotten what it's like to be in their shoes because it's been so long and I've gone so far kind of thing. Do you have any advice for that? Or? Yeah, one of the things that I do is I just have people fill out forms before they book anything with me. So like, okay. take and I will repeat the exact thing that they say back to them to make to make them know that I have heard and understood and that I am going to carry them throughout the next sentence or whatever that I speak. So it's not like, so I confirm with them first and then I say, okay, so this is what that means to me and then bringing it through my own filter. So allowing, like just creating a Google form, which is free, mm-hmm. going through your followers and being like, hey, I'm trying to do some market research can you please fill this out? It'll take five minutes. I'd love to give you something in return and have them fill it out. And it can be like a lot of my forms say, give me three words that you think of money right now and give me three words that you want to think about money in the future. So that kind of those buzzwords that people like are going to be really powerful in your posts. So a lot of words that I hear are lack and scared and um, debt, all of these things have really heavy connotations mm-hmm. on them. So when I use them in my posts, they're like, you know, they're punchier. Yeah. No, that's really interesting. So I guess what I'm sensing too is like, like you said about taking on the mindset of the coach is like, change so for example it would be with food like for me like what do you think about you want to change you want food to have a different connotation in the future kind of vibe and that's like a a thing yeah feel sure yeah feel free to like copy it exactly just be like give Mm -hmm. me three words that you think about food right now and Mm -hmm. in six months how would you like to feel about food and then ask them what their goals are ask them why they haven't been able to reach those goals on their own yet. Like what is actually standing in their way. And they'll give you, they'll give you all of their reasons. They'll give you all of their excuses. Most of the time, it's just, it comes down to, I feel like I don't have enough time. I feel like I don't have the resources. I feel like nobody, I feel alone. Like I feel like nobody's going through what I'm going through. And you'll find that most of the answers are going to be the same, but finding the actual language is very important. I mean, that's really great advice. Wow, no, thank you so much. I really, yeah, I think I wanted to do a market research thing, but I was a little confused on what questions to ask. So you think the word thing I really like, um, and then what's stopping you from doing that yourself? And are there any other specific ones that you think are important or Yeah, I can, I can send you my... Yeah, I can write it. Okay. Do you want me to write it down or do you want me to... I can send you a screenshot. Um, Is that okay? Yeah, totally. Thank you so much. Of course. I mean, it's not... I didn't come up with it. I feel like a lot of the coaches, it's not like... Yes. (laughs) Um, 
but yeah so in our last couple minutes here i just want to make sure yeah. that you feel supported and if there's anything else you'd like to talk about before we wrap up um no i like thank you i'm sorry i came in here completely just like a mess so <laughs> you you like anchored me <laughs> thank you so much um i'm just trying to think yeah if, if there's anything you you can think is there anything i can give you do you need advice and uh, not advice um any anything <laughs> you're looking for for giving me a free coaching session no well yeah uh, so i would yeah. like a little review that i could share my yeah that'd be great yes no i will thank you so much and so kind of you for doing these sessions of course and is your name bijou yes okay. sure. that's great to meet you awesome. great to meet you megan is it megan or megan megan it's megan okay mm -hmm. amazing i'll follow Adios. you later this week and we'll talk yes to you okay bye bye you've been listening to the pleasurable money podcast if you want to attract more money into your life, subscribe to Pleasurable Money wherever you listen. And if you learned something today, DM this episode to a friend. Reviews help this podcast reach the rest of the world, so if you leave a five-star review on iTunes, it could be featured in a future episode. Love you so much. Bye.